0: Coffee shop. Everybody, good morning. It's your boy Zach here with my co-host Kevin on the Coffee Shop Sports Podcast. How you doing this morning, Kev?
1: Dude, I'm doing so phenomenal, and I really want to make our viewers' day as phenomenal as mine's going to be. So, as hard as this was, I have a little on-air surprise for everybody. I brought a Whole Foods Groundwork can of Nitro Cold Brew, and I'm gonna crack it and pour it on the air, um, just because I feel like. The ASMR, I mean, you come for the sports, you stay for the coffee, and you put up with the ASMR. That's kind of No, this thing. is now an ASMR podcast. Yeah, this is actually. Yeah. I'm now opening the can. All right. Ready? Listen to this sh- stuff. No shit. Listen to the shit. And for the YouTube viewers. Really my... Oh, I was
0: going to be able to hear the pour. You know, I should have done it in poor. the mic,
1: but I wanted the people to see <laughs> it, though. You're going to see the foam start to form at the top since it's a nitro. Where and you, this is you
0: get those ice cubes?
1: Dude, I have an ice maker.
0: They look like fish eyes. <laughs> I believe it's like, called
1: bean ice. I believe that's the term. Bean ice? Yeah, like they're like bean shaped.
0: Like bean ice?
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bean ice. Horrible. Cool very bad worst start of the podcast ever but we're not starting over we're We're into start
0: on the jokes
1: no it's actually fire it's actually fire i'm doing a ginger shot as well i'm doing my whole morning routine on the show i wanted people to see just how dedicated to the life we are all right zach what are we starting off with
0: little first tip question we're gonna hop over to the nba um little quick reactions we are seven or six weeks in now to the nba season which for the nba that's not too much yeah, not six, six games weeks. in sorry six games in six that's that's a week and a half for the nba yeah. season basically He's football talk. He's um, football. <laughs> yeah i was football focused there we're six games in the nba season so we've seen these teams a little bit you know uh so just some quick reactions from you as to what you've seen kind of what you're thinking for some of these teams and what you're looking for
1: yeah i think what jumps out to me most is something that's not going to surprise either of us and that's just the absolute dominance of the celtics um, that team is so special, man. Um, things are clicking. We've seen some really, really great performances from their new acquisitions. Um, obviously, Chris Kristaps Porzingis was very instrumental in taking down the Knicks in week in first game. Um, you know, a lot of great stuff from Drew Holiday. He's just going to give you that uh, three and D stuff. He's going to do that um, play. He's going to play that playoff basketball all year round. He's he's starting uh, starting early, um, and Tatum is probably gonna be an MVP candidate this year I'd say um so that's that's pretty exciting that's probably the, the biggest thing that's jumped out to me is just how great they've Dominant. looked yeah yep how about you Zach
0: yeah I mean I'm, I'm with you there I mean Tatum's averaging 30 points a game through six games which is Dog. crazy it's fifth in the NBA right now um they have a couple stat leaders as well Derek white is second in three point percentage he's shooting 57.9. Uh, and and they need that from their ancillary players to continue rolling right. like this. Uh, they look great. They look really really good. Um, I hope Jason Tatum has taken like a, a little bit of a leap. Um, the one that kind of stepped out to me is the on your own on your own Knicks team over there, and it's that the Knicks cannot win with uh, Julius Randle playing the way he is. They just yeah. can't. Yeah. Uh, he he's still getting some double doubles, but his field goal percentage is absolutely brutal. He's not playing like an all pro. He's, yeah. he's not playing at that caliber, and they they they're struggling without it. It's I believe Jim Brunson or bust right now.
1: Yeah, prior to last night's game against the Clippers, which was a dust up, let's be real. And Julius was back. You know, twenty seven points. He had a shot pretty well, but prior to last night's game, he he had the worst shooting percentage of any player in their first six games since nineteen fifty nine so it's yeah,
0: just you can't win with that
1: yeah and i i'll be honest with you i i'm the one of the the there's about seven of us uh Knicks fans who are still like yeah no we support julius and it's like i just feel like i've seen this movie before and i feel like he usually course corrects um i hate overreacting um i don't know if you remember zach but when uh Wemby had his summer league debut he was already being talked about as a bust because he wasn't good and everybody, and I remember the the three day stretch on the Twitter sphere where people were dunking on Wemby. He got into a, a an altercation with Britney Spears, and and Wemby was canceled, and, he, and we hated him, and he was bad at basketball. And I'm like, can we wait? Can we wait until this man plays a real game? And then you know, of course, the the Britney Spears stuff. It was like a security thing, and it was ridiculous. I mean, I don't I don't know anything about what happened, but it didn't seem like it was worth canceling Wemby over and saying he was a bust.
0: I don't know if people were like and again, I mean I know I saw the same things on Twitter that you do, but I don't think people were canceling Wemby. I think that's a situation where the loudest people are the first one heard. So there's like five people who are going for clickbait, but like the majority right. of people just weren't overreacting. Yeah. I think what we've seen from Julius Randle is a little bit like actually concerning. Like it's yeah. not not clickbaity for me. It's like this man's not playing as well he, is, he has for a lot of his career.
1: Yeah, worst, uh, worst field goal percentage since 1959 is not clickbait. That's actually what oh, that's, it was. That's facts. Yeah. And uh, it was not. Yeah, it wasn't great. I, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay in the flames. He had a good game last night. Uh, he's a, he's a streaky player. Um, I think he's a special player. I think, I think he is probably transitioning. I would like to see him transition into that next chapter of his career. Um, He kind of played the pseudo 1B role last year. Um, Personally, I'm very comfortable if he steps down to the 2 role on this year's Knicks team. Um, And I don't mean to speak too soon, because if you overreact in a bad way, you also might overreact in a good way. But R.J. Barrett is looking every bit like the guy they drafted in the top 5. So if R.J. Barrett can step into the 2 and Randall can slide down to the 3 even... And you have a two-time All NBA in the last three years player in the three, and he's just playing smarter and playing more efficient basketball. And he's the hustle's been there. He's been he's been his effort has been there all year, which has been a problem with Julius Randle in the past. So I will take the good with the bad, and I'll continue to I'll I'll hold steady with this Knicks team at the moment.
0: And then another point here: there's only one team in the NBA that's won seven games, and that's the. NBA championship Nuggets from last season—they are just as good as they were. Um,
1: Where's the fallout? What's to say yeah. there?
0: You know, I mean, yeah. Bruce Brown's gone. Sure, it doesn't look like they're really missing him that much. Um, Michael never swing the Porter has assists through seven games, so it's yeah. a new season there in Nuggets, but it's the same old, same old. Jokic looks just as good as he always has. Yep. Jamal Murray is playing that two slot really well. They are playing efficient basketball good defense. I mean, they're going to be a force that, again this year.
1: The nuggets are the team that the, your, your uh, basketball coach should show you. They just play the most X's and O's appropriate basketball I've ever seen in my life. It's so fundamentally sound. And, and yeah, that's, I mean, they, there's something it's to like accept for
0: no, Not a ton of wasted movement in their, in their plays at all. Really? Um, no, they look great, man. They have not taken a step off. Uh, this is, I don't know if you followed the Michael Porter assist, extravaganza but i believe he had his first assist in a couple seasons this game i'm gonna let me vet this real quick i wasn't i wasn't as up on Um, it as you
1: but that's actually blasphemy if that's real that's pretty insane his
0: nickname is michael never swing the rock porter that's a great because he's just doesn't pass i mean it's like he gets the ball shoots yeah okay here we go his career assist line this is this is season by season one, 1. 1.5 one one and then this year he has two assists so wow. he's already has has more assists than Wait, the rest it's, of his not career per
1: game these are
0: these are per season okay
1: per oh my god michael porter
0: so that's the worst season, thing i've ever
1: heard in my life so he has two now
0: He's got two now.
1: Good for him. Proud so him. on
0: his career, he's averaging 1.1 1. 1 assists per season.
1: That's the worst thing I've ever heard. No, <laughs> he I, I feel I. I'm not even kidding. Do I don't think you and I are like I. You're a better basketball player than me. I'll say it on the podcast. The Streets know it now. Um, I think you and I in the NBA could get two assists. I, don't I really,
0: think I could get what single assist. In I the am 85 percent sure. Unless I you could. count an assist is like I get the inbound pass, immediately give it to another player and he shoots, yeah. like, but I'm not even sure I could get that pass off.
1: I think I, you can. I think you could luck into assists more often than Michael Porter Jr. gets assists. Period. That is so legendary. Yeah, I'd I mean the dude
0: doesn't does not pass the ball. I mean he wow. takes more contested shots than I think anybody in the NBA does. He just shoots. That's what he's there for.
1: Really funny. Um, I you also. Know, no, go ahead.
0: Were you on Twitter when everybody was talking about like, oh, would you take ten thousand dollars or oh yeah, ten was, points in the NBA for a million? Yeah, like it
1: was very funny.
0: No one's getting ten it's points stuff in like the that. NBA. Yeah,
1: there, there's there are lines to those, right? Like, see, because there are people, right? I've there's the consensus. Like the smart people are like, if you think you're getting a yard in a football game, you're an idiot. And it's like, okay, but let's let's put context on everything because there are little there are wrinkles there are there are ways around these things that seem so obvious right like for example we could all complete a bubble screen
0: no no i, I don't i don't i genuinely don't think we could all create do you know how fast you need to be able to snap look and get that ball out on a bubble screen you already like, know if where it's you, going you could
1: just you could just catch you don't have going. the
0: arm strength for that do you know how fast that ball is moving Man. To get by those DNs?
1: Maybe. I don't know. I, I th- But my point is, some of those are, like,
0: get know what's three not catches fungible? in
1: an NFL game, or, or, or you know, you're obviously not getting three catches in you're an NFL game. You're not play, getting
0: you know. three. Yeah. But the one, ten points in the NBA. Absolutely I don't care not. what you no. say. Neither of us are getting ten points in the I NBA. Don't, I, there is no, you can't, I don't there's think I can no get way. a point.
1: I don't think I can get one point.
0: Not one. I really no, don't. I, we'd get locked down. When,
1: when I was in high school, I was... As unathletic as I am now, um, and I was very good friends with a lot of the guys on the basketball team, and they were, like, like joking around. They were like, come on, 1v1 me. And homie was in a backpack. Homie had a backpack on, and I was in my gym clothes, and he was in his his street clothes. And he came up and 7-zipped me. And I did not get a shot on basket. And that's a high school basketball player.
0: And it's not not happening. Or getting 10 yards rushing, I'm not... I think I can get one. I don't... Maybe if I... I don't even know if I could get one, to be honest with you. Maybe if I fell forward for a yard. Well, this is where we'll be we'll,
1: we'll find out really how much confidence plays a role into it because you are definitely more athletic than me. So if you couldn't get a yard and you're so sure you couldn't, but I think I could. Maybe the maybe the guy who maybe the guy who thinks they can and the guy who thinks they can't are both right, Zach.
0: I want to see you. Think you can when you're looking at the D line. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. it's fun now when you're in your office <laughs> and there's a microphone in front of you. But when there's a 6'3, 300 pound man staring you in the eyes, yeah. I want to see if you're as confident that you could go get a yard. Hey, man. Like Sometimes I watched life, Brees Hall last night not yeah. get yards for multiple times in that game. Yeah.
1: Brees, yeah, that was a tough game. We do have to talk about that game. But before we wrap the NBA talk, I want to touch on a couple of things. So, the Mavericks are great. Luka is also an MVP candidate. Um, the Warriors are great. Who saw that coming? Shocker. Yeah,
0: they're playing good.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm looking at teams like the Rockets, who are in eighth place. Um, kind of bizarre. Did not foresee that with their weird offseason. People were very displeased with their offseason. Uh me personally, being the Bills fan that I am, I hate the term fraud because it's been thrown around a lot about my teams. But are the Suns on Fraud Watch?
0: I don't know if I'd necessarily go as far to say like Fraud Watch. They haven't played a lot of games together. A lot of injuries. A- KD. I'm not really worried about that.
1: Okay. What about um, the Kings? The Kings are two and four to start the season, also missing De'Aaron Fox. NBA is a lot different than the NFL in that if you're missing one guy, you're missing 20 percent of your starting lineup. It's very yeah. different. So I, I there is grace given to these teams. There is early right. I I'm the one who's saying don't overreact, and then I'm like fraud watch. But what do you think? Are are because I I know Sabonis is pretty much the lone the lone dog over there in Sacramento right now. But they're
0: well, not the lone dog. I mean Tyrese. Oh, I'm sorry. Halliburton's at the Pacers now. I'm tripping. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Sabonis is the best player on that team. But I don't... I, I mean, think Fox might be better when he's healthy. Fox, yeah, Fox will be back when he's healthy. I'm not really worried about them. They're still middle of the pack. Um, and with the I Rockets, I mean, they, they changed they, a lot.
1: Weren't they like the two seed last year? They, I think they might be a little better than middle of the pack.
0: They were pretty high up there.
1: Yeah, um, I like the Kings, man. I think they're a good team.
0: But they're—I mean—I'm saying they're middle of the pack right now. Like, yeah, they're—they're they're two and four, but it's so early in the season. Like, they—they they could immediately be six and four in a couple of weeks. Like, I wouldn't be, like, shocked. But I do think yeah. they are going to be way worse until De'Aaron Fox comes back.
1: And do the Spurs have any sleeper potential at, with Wemby and all their young talent? Do they have any sleeper potential? I—I I personally think they do.
0: I do, but I don't think it'll be there necessarily this year. Yeah. Uh, they've they've won more games than people expected them. They're three and four. They beat the Suns in that. I think wild... they beat
1: them twice? No, did they just beat him once?
0: Yeah. Um I didn't actually watch that second game, but I do think the they the one
1: it. game where where Wemby had the crazy like steal and
0: yeah, the steal to win the game. I mean, oh they're better than. I mean, Popovich is one of the best coaches. Right. They now have an insane talent in Wemby Miana. But I don't think they're there this year. I don't think they're going to be playoff competitive this year.
1: If I'm a playing team and I draw the seven foot four freak who can shoot, I'm pissed. I'm like, come on, man. This is I'm supposed to I'm supposed to play the Pat Bev led Timberwolves. What the hell? You know, I'd be so mad.
0: And you get the Spurs instead.
1: You get get Wemby and Pop. Yeah, that ain't fair.
0: Wemby's been kind of streaky to this point as well. So I, think I remember you and me on opening take night, some time. sweating
1: his his uh, PRA line, freaking getting yep. pissed.
0: Yeah, I mean he's going to take some time to really feel super comfortable. When that happens, though, I mean he's going to be a force, um, and he'll he'll get bigger too, which is scary. Like Jeez, he will. Yeah. I mean, I remember Giannis yeah. coming into the league; was kind of scrawny, yeah. Um, and he's not anymore. Yeah. And I think you'll see something similar with Ramiyama; like he'll fill out Thin as Chris he's steps. here.
1: Chris Epps is is, is yep. pretty he yoked now out a bit
0: too. I mean, yep. he's in San Antonio. It's hard not to live in San Antonio and start to fill out a little bit. There's he's a lot of all that queso, a lot of barbecue queso there. Hell yeah! But let's let's move on from NBA. It's a good season Great so chat. far, but it's still still early. Um, so let's let's move on to what's in the thick of things. We are eight weeks in now. No, nine weeks in now to Dude, the it's, NFL it's season. It's so
1: fast. We are. There's more behind us than there is in front of us, bro. Yep. Oh,
0: yep. That's so
1: sad. Well, Don't...
0: not unless you include playoffs. Yeah, even for even fantasy. For fantasy, us. though. For fantasy purposes, yes. Yeah. And my redraft team is not doing great. Dude, what happened to us, man?
1: We're analysts. Brutal.
0: I listen. I won every other game this week, so I went seven for eight this week. But my loss was in the league I care about the most. So that is unfortunate.
1: I can hear the pain in your voice. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had to clear
0: that real quick. That was um, so funny.
1: No, I, I'm in a league. I've been texting you about it because, literally, bro, across the board, eight and one, seven and two, six and three, and then just boom, outlier, three and six. Absolutely depressing. It's, my, it's one of my best teams. It's, I'm in the top half in the league in scoring. I have Josh Allen, I have Stefan Diggs. It's just been the way that the cookie crumbles. I needed Eckler not to drop a twenty burger last night to win. Yeah, that's twenty two. It's just that's the way the cookie crumbles. That's fantasy. You know, like I'm lamenting, I'm waxing poetic about it on the show, but our listeners know and and you know, everybody who plays knows it's a cruel bitch.
0: It's the name of the game. I needed all I had Brees I had um Eckler going into last night against Brees and the Chargers defense and I was like, maybe I have a shot. And the Chargers defense dropped a 30 bomb. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, the, that, that, punt, that
1: punt return touchdown, you were pretty much. I know. As soon
0: as the game started, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm, fine. I'm done. I'm washed tonight. So good luck. See you next week. Um, yeah. I'm three and six in that league, which is brutal. Second to last place in my home that redraft hurts. league. Yeah. You hate to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm doing okay elsewhere.
1: Yep.
0: So let's give a little recap from the weekend before we get into our next segment. Uh, yeah. What what are some things that stood out to you that you saw over this weekend? There were some buys going on, but for the most part, the teams played.
1: Yeah, man. So uh, across the NFL, there's a lot of things that are jumping out to me. Um, chief among them, obviously, I think, Helmerism aside, I think that there does need to be some real – and it's not like the Bills losing to the Bengals is a huge deal because the Bengals are a great team, but it's the way that they're losing these games that's so infuriating because it feels like the offense just goes so stagnant and so – um, stale for large portions of the game. And it's like, man, a lot of excuses are being, you know, yes, they're down four all pros. That's a very real thing, but not on offense, and that's where they're struggling. So it's pretty frustrating being a Bills fan, and also just you know, being an analyst and knowing how great that team could be and how creative they've been in the past with getting guys open and, and scoring points, and just feels like that's not there this year. So I'd say that's the biggest takeaway. Um, Philly's uh, takedown of Dallas is a pretty big statement. Philly, now ne- it's never sexy with Philly. It's always kind of a little bit ugly, and and it's not like Jets ugly or or um Steelers ugly, but it it ain't pretty, man. They they really they beat teams into submission with the run game, and with yep. you know getting you know big clutch first downs and and big AJ Brown pass plays at the right time, um and big sacks at the right time. So a lot of respect uh, to the Eagles for their dominance to start the season as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, both both Dallas and Philly couldn't have won that game. Um, yeah. So that's good. I'm excited for them to play again in a couple of weeks. Me too. In terms of Buffalo, I do think that offense has an issue, but I, I think it – we talked about that. I think it's in the run game. Yeah. Um, they, not, they pretty much abandon it within yeah. – 10 minutes i've never seen a team abandon the run faster than the bills are willing to abandon the run game yeah um it's true and, and that's an issue I, w- I wish they would try and at least try and keep it going throughout they got weeks. the horses
1: they've proven that they got the horses they just don't have the patience
0: no and i do think the setup they have now with knocks out where they're starting to run khalil shakir in the slot is actually beneficial to the oh, offense i think out it's so well yeah it's it's better um yeah. it's it's putting some pressure off of gabe davis to be that like that number two, same as Kincaid. Right. And I think that's creating a more balanced passing offense. But yeah. that's not going to work when... I mean, they're, they're going down by 14 so quickly that's in the, the game. Yeah. And, then and that the is Bengals, where, the,
1: where the defense does kind of right. play a role in it. I mean, yeah.
0: I mean, Josh Allen's kryptonite through the last... Not kryptonite, but like a suppressor has been cover two through the years. I mean, if you're up yeah. by 14 and you can sit two safeties back... He's going to throw into double coverage. He does he's not to want to do... take
1: the checkdowns. And it's so, dude. no, he
0: doesn't want to. And, and that's, that's the run game they have. So it's like, if you're going to go yeah. up by 14 against the bills, you're probably going to win because they're not going to run the ball against cover two. They don't have the personnel to be doing that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's frustrating. I get it. As a bills so fr- fan. I'm
1: so hurt right now. And it's so funny because I remember at the beginning of the season, you were like, Josh is playing with house money. Josh has a couple hundred in his Venmo and, uh, and he's spending it. And I think he's out of money in his Venmo. Uh, when he threw that fucking pick, um, i that was the most mad I've ever been at Josh Allen. And he literally lost the Bills several games with his own two hands. And that was the most mad I've ever been because you can see Baby Cook open in the flat. You can see Kincaid open on the next level. And he doesn't... You're right, Zach. And I don't want to admit that. And it's not like you're a detractor. You've been pretty, you've been pretty middling to even borderline supportive of the Bills this season. But... You you never go broke taking a profit, and Josh Allen can't get that through his thick head sometimes, and it's so frustrating.
0: That's tough. Uh, on the flip side, I think my my new MVP candidate for this year not new I mean it was definitely up there but I think Lamar Jackson should be the front runner of the mm. MVP conversation. Oh, that's right not now. that's
1: not the way I thought you were going with that. That's I like
0: that. I think the Ravens are. I mean, I I was a little hesitant early, but the, things are so click clicking for them right now, offense yeah. defensive they are up there with the best team in the nfl it's like you have questions with every team it's like like you brought up with the eagles it's like it's not pretty their offense yeah. isn't running as smoothly as it did last year no best d line in the nfl probably yeah. best o-line in the nfl but it's not as smooth yeah but when i look at the ravens right now i'm like they're getting it down on the run game lamar is playing out of his damn mind right now some of the passes he's making yeah it was he's and he's they're, stud. he feels and every bit
1: like the 2019 MVP candidate that we all know and love.
0: Yeah, the only thing he's not doing is is running as much, which is fine. That's what they wanted. They said, "We're giving you all this money. We're gonna he's get rid still of Greg his? Roman,
1: just not as much. Yeah, not as he's much. Still very said, we're gonna get
0: we're getting rid of Greg Roman. We're gonna pass the ball more, and he's looking like just a top talent quarterback. Yeah. Everything is clicking for them right now. He's looking so good. I yeah. he would be my MVP candidate from here on out." I think they're going to be tough to beat. They have three straight home games now, too. They've traveled more than any other team in the NFL for the first half of the season. Mm -hmm. And now they are home for most of the second half of the season. They're going to be really tough to beat.
1: Yeah, I could definitely see Baltimore just kind of being one of those juggernauts going into the playoffs. um, It just feels like they don't have a
0: weakness on their team right now.
1: They really don't. Um, And I guess if they did, it would maybe be depth um, they've, they're have they always so stretched, so thin when it comes to injuries. And their running back sure. room is, hey, if Keaton Mitchell is the guy we think he is, the guy that, that you know the fantasy community has already crowned him to be, talking about overreactions, no disrespect to the yeah, guy. Yeah, no, I'm, but, I'm,
0: I'm not on the overreaction but, side of it. But I, him, I think it'll still be Gus next week. Him and easily. Gus, and
1: even Justice Hill, they've all been good, but that's a three-headed monster of running backs that were not considered ones or twos to start the season. So,
0: No, I mean, this team would be... Even a next level of dangerous if J.K. Dobbins was still healthy, but regardless of that, they're they're seven and two, right? They're and, four yeah. and one in away games. The only, like they're second in the NFL right now. The Chiefs are seven and two, and then the Ravens are seven and two right now. That and what's even crazier right now, the entire AFC North has winning records and are playoff bound right now. Yeah, Ravens, Steelers, Browns, Bengals, all three. That's insane.
1: Yeah, I I am so. Afraid of the AFC North. Uh, they are a a powerhouse. the The Browns and Steelers are. It's never going to look pretty, but they are going to be competitive in almost every single game. I have so much respect for them. Um, Mike Tomlin just plays winning football. It's just it's just what he does. He's just a great coach. Um, yep. The yeah the, and the Browns. I mean, yeah, Deshaun back. It wasn't pretty, but it was fine. They they got the win. That's what you needed, right? They kind of dominated. I, mean, I think Cardinals. it
0: was uh it was pretty from the defensive side. I mean they yeah. shut him out. Which is which is and, what you and Deshaun didn't expect. have to do anything. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, absolutely. And so I definitely am like, yeah, I think the AFC North it, the, the AFC playoff picture is gonna be a slug fest.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. It, um yeah. going back slightly to Lamar, I think he What's really interesting, we've had the last two years of, of quarterbacks getting paid just a bucket of money with Russ when he got his new deal with the Broncos, obviously Deshaun Watson with his insane deal coming out of the suspension. One of the worst contracts um, of all time. Yeah, it should go down that way. I mean, yeah. I guess to be seen, but should go down that way. I feel like even um, if he's
1: good, just the, the fully guaranteed thing, I just think it's a whiff.
0: Yeah, and, and no one's going to do it again, so yeah. setting that. But can we talk about how um, – they gave Lamar a bag and he's just came out and been like, yeah, I was worth it. Like, he's the only one that was like, yeah, well, I guess Joe Burrow now too. But even through the first month of the season, Joe Burrow yeah. was all of a sudden Like you just got this massive contract and now you're sucking. But this
1: year, the quarterback, the, the, the pay the quarterback crowd looks very stupid. This year, the, well, would you rather have Daniel Jones or a couple years of streamers? That you know crowd on looks, the streamer side. You and know unfortunately, I, was the- I was I'm one of them. I'm one of the people You wanted who said, the
0: Daniel Jones. Yeah, you said you should sign him. Yeah. I
1: i don't hate Daniel Jones. I think the the level the the how much they paid him was ridiculous. But the fact that they paid him, I was on board with because I've been in quarterback purgatory, bro. I've you know I've been a fan of a team that can't find one, and it's 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 like uh it's like musical chairs. If the music stops and you don't have one, you you lose it's that simple
0: but i think where the giants are at right now and where the the vikings have been for a long time and where teams end up with what i think the steelers are going to be in right now but the giants are probably going to have a top five draft pick this year with daniel jones out for the season torn acl yeah. go grab caleb um, williams but you, you what are you gonna like yes that's probably the right call and now you have 50 million dollars a year until 2025 on daniel jones i know like i don't think they will do that yeah. personally i think they'll stick with daniel jones for longer you just paid him but i Ooh. think teams end up doing that too often and in a good example of this what i i feel is kenny pickett so when the steelers were going into that draft they needed a quarterback roethlisberger was going up they have joshua dobbs on their roster who we've now seen to be a competent quarterback for a year um
1: you might rather have him than pick
0: it i personally for the money, yeah, yeah,
1: a hundred percent, yeah. You take the the asset allocation out of it, and it's yeah, it's no, it's a no brainer.
0: Talent wise, I still think Pickett can do things Dobbs can't. But yeah, let's let's talk about going into that draft. It was it was pretty apparent. Everybody was like, "There's no quarterbacks in this draft. No one was drafted top ten. Pickett, I think, was the only one in the first round." don't draft a quarterback if you don't if you don't believe and there's been rumors coming out of Pittsburgh that they don't believe there was a quarterback worthy in that draft they just need to draft one don't do it
1: go sign Jacoby Brissett he could do exactly what Kenny Pickett's doing what the hell?
0: and I think you you run into that too often with teams where they don't really believe in a guy and instead of just bridging getting a quarterback to bridge taking the talent where it is yeah they they push up for that quarterback and. It doesn't always work out. And I think this could you imagine the Steelers right now? If I mean, obviously, it's it's like different ball game. But let's say we're in the question for a a better quarterback on that roster at the five and three team. They already yeah. are. If you don't have Kenny Pickett back there, let, who are some quarterbacks taking after? Let me look this up. Pickett draft class.
1: Oh, well, I mean, that draft class was just atrocious. I don't
0: think. No, I'm thinking it. I'm thinking next year. So I'm saying so that'd be the 2023 draft, right?
1: Uh, I, th- was Pickett a- no, Pickett was a, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, he might have been a he rookie two, 2022, yeah. yeah. No, so, it might have been, yes, he was, he was, you're right,
0: you're right. So, Steelers probably would have been terrible, which means you're looking at a Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson.
1: You think they should have just held off one more year?
0: Are you, are you going to tell me right now you would rather have Pickett than the chance at CJ Stroud after well, he broke the single, no obviously i wouldn't record. rather
1: uh, there's obviously a zero percent chance but that's in a vacuum though like if they in a vacuum of course Who, yeah. who are you starting outside of like let's say they don't have picket for 2022 who's the starter and how do they end up performing it's mike tomlin do you think he's going to coach a team that he's probably
0: still getting a winning roster
1: you know what i mean like yeah, so it's tough it's weird it's a weird, weird situation quarterback purgatory and quarterback um like quarterback hell is is the worst place to be and uh that's the one thing. Like it's so funny. I sometimes I'm like on my soapbox about being sad about the bills, and then all my friends who are fans of teams that don't have quarterbacks are like, "Shut the fuck up! You have a quarterback." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll, I will shut the fuck up." Actually, I will. That's yeah, fair.
0: That's a fair point. And yeah. it, as I follow the Vikings as close as I do any other team, um, but I mean, Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback we've they've ever had. Well, not just, ever, but for the I mean, Dante last twenty Cole years, go. most likely, um yep. and him getting hurt and being out for the season, I think is the most likely that he comes back to the Vikings now rather than before. I think now
1: him being there's going to be questions on his health.
0: Punch. Yeah, I mean it's terrible, oh, and a gut punch. Your team they're still winning so games. Good. Josh yeah. Dobbs won that game last week. That was which awesome. Means yeah, great. I mean, I yeah. love Josh That's Josh. football porn met.
1: right there, man. That is football porn.
0: The Vikings are probably going to end again with a middle-round pick. They usually always have a middle-round pick, so they're not going to be in contention for one of those top two quarterbacks in Drake May and Caleb Williams, most likely. Uh, with Cousins' injury, there's going to be some questions of a team signing him to a massive contract coming off of an Achilles. Um, whether or not that's that's reasonable is up to be decided. Right. But... If there was a chance the Vikings were going to bring him back, it's going to be on a lesser contract. And I think that could happen now. I think coming off an Achilles, he yeah. could say, I want to stay in Minnesota. I want to do it. Let me take a pay cut, kind of similar to what you've seen. He already has yeah. the millions of guaranteed. We've seen quarterbacks take pay cuts to stay on teams where they, they want to be. Uh, I think we could see that with him and see him come back and then take a young quarterback to sit behind him and have him again next year, which I think would be now best-case scenario for them
1: and you also know for 100% fact that Justin Jefferson wants him back. And that's kind of a huge thing when you have a yeah. franchise wide receiver. You kind of have to like bend the will of the team to what they want.
0: And if, it also helps you sell the contract to Kirk. If you're saying like, "Hey, we can't pay you 40 million a year because we're about to pay Justin Jefferson 25 million a year." Literally. Like which if you take a pay cut and resign, then we can sign him. Like that makes it a little easier than rather than just being like, we don't want to pay you.
1: Oh, and coming off the of Achilles, his price tag is down anyway. So I absolutely do. I think that's a perfectly fine move. I mean, yeah, I, if Kirk signs like a two-year, like $70 million deal or something like that, like fully, fully guaranteed or close to That's what to he's it. been
0: signing. We need yeah. less. It has to be less than that for them to re-sign him.
1: At his There's age. There's no way. And with the injury. No, I don't know, man. No, his last one was like, wasn't it like three for 90 all guaranteed? Could have sworn he got like a thirty million dollar a year deal that was like all guaranteed at one point.
0: So the contract he's on right now is two year, sixty six million dollar, fully guaranteed. So thirty three million a year.
1: So you think he should um, go for like what, like twenty five mil or like? 30? Yeah, his
0: other one was no. I'm sorry, that. that was his old one. At his this age, one, I could see that. He's making thirty five to forty million a year.
1: Yeah, I could see him. I could see him coming down a little bit. Like right. If if he's in the twenty-five to thirty, to 30 range.
0: range, they'll probably yeah. re-sign him. But he didn't want that. He wanted more. He wants to be up there. I just and think maybe after the Achilles. It's yeah. gonna be tough.
1: Yeah.
0: James, and I was talking to James Cohen on the on the reception pre- reception show. He was bringing up. Do you think it's season? Could be season. Um, not season. Career ending for Cousins. He he said there was a sixty percent chance that he's done. Sixty percent. He's I not I think, coming that's back? That's I think that's crazy. That's
1: high. I think it's more like, I think like he's... 40. I think it's the flip side. Like, there's a chance he... Well, I thought the same thing about Rodgers, but this man's out there slinging bombs, you know, before the game, throwing 50-yard passes on a on a recently... Yeah, let's
0: get Kirk on that Rodgers yeah, recovery seriously. track. <laughs> seriously, I thought the same
1: thing. Same with Trey Whatever
0: White. Whatever voodoo magic is going on on those lines, get Kirk in on it. Seriously.
1: I I'm I mean, like, we got to wait and see, right? Like, I mean, Rodgers seems like he's the guinea pig of this experimental new surgery, but, I mean, if anybody's going to do it in stride, it's him.
0: Yeah, my bad, reading some news up here, but nothing worth you, you are Nothing so worth good. bringing up on the show. Sir, I um, think it might be
1: time for playoff percolation. Are you ready for that?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Get the little playoff percolator in here. Let's do and it. And we're going to bring up some players that we think are going to help you in your fantasy playoffs. I mean, we had a buy and sell segment last week for trade trade four, um, but this one's going to be a little looser. Just kind of some general players, whether or not they'll be wire picks, stashes, or players to go get to help you through your playoff run because it's that time for some of us not necessarily (laughs) for all of us um just i'm like eight and one in my dynasty league but it's it's also i made a playoffs in scott fishbowl officially let's
1: go dude congrats so
0: you need 13 wins to get into the playoffs for scott fishbowl and i'm already there 14 and 4 we play against the league median so you get like two wins per week if you do that so 14 and 4 baby i'm in the playoffs we're good to go go win scott fishbowl run continues um cj stroud carrying my roster right now
1: yeah um dude in my uh dynasty super flex i have cj stroud and dak so i didn't really have to play anybody else yesterday they they both won me the game
0: yeah no that's brilliant Um, it was like 90 points between two scott fishbowl in this league is heavily weighted towards quarterbacks and tight ends um so i've actually been playing bully tight end starting usually three to four tight ends a week in my flex that's actually insane just i mean tj hawkinson also been carrying me and then i usually play david njoku and either Trey mcbride or Zach Ertz. that's how i'm getting my wins man that's how i'm getting my wins i love it man you're a beast but all right playoff playoff players you're looking for What do you got for me you throw one out first
1: yeah so my big thing right now to start with is i'm looking at teams with favorable playoff schedules so i want to see you click on them on sleeper yahoo whatever i want to see the teams the matchups that they have in weeks 15 16 and 17 i want them to be green especially for that position um so i would say the three teams that i'm targeting most is players on the eagles players on the Bengals and players on the Bills. These teams have nothing but green in their playoff matchups. I will say, I think the Bills might be up against Dallas in the first week of the playoffs, but I kind of feel like the game will be shootouty enough that so long as you're not playing, like maybe James Cook might be the only one in that first week that I would avoid, but so long as you're not playing those other guys, I think you're good. The Eagles play the Giants. Oh, sorry, the Seahawks, the Giants, and the Cardinals. That is such a favorable stretch. That could be, especially for players like DeAndre Swift, he was your uh, buy low player last week. Um, and it's looking like, upon doing my research, he might be, like when we we joke about league winner and, and where that term is applicable or not, in every sense of the word, you can use DeAndre Swift as a league winner. So I'm doubling down on Zach's take from last week. Go grab your Eagles players, specifically DeAndre Swift. I do love the... A.J. Brown, Devontae uh, Smith, um, Dallas Goddard. Well, depending on his injury, um, uh,
0: fractured forearm officially.
1: And and he is there be... a timetable?
0: No timeline. Um, I I they assume he's going to be back this season, but I would estimate he's out at least four to six weeks.
1: So probably IR, and and that's per, theoretically at the moment back for the playoffs, but. Ouch. Um, that's going to hurt my dynasty. Superflex, Likely to have dude. surgery
0: on Monday. The hope is he will be out around four weeks. Yeah. After going surgery. So- Ouch.
1: Um, anyways. So, yeah. So, so Eagles, Bengals, uh, Bengals are up against in the, in the coveted three matchups. You're looking at uh, games against Minnesota, which hammer them, hammer them, hammer them. Uh, Pittsburgh, which, right? You think, oh, they have a good defense, whatever. But they're green against receivers. Um, and I think that that might be where you get them. their secondary is really weak. Will Levis, despite not throwing any touchdown passes through for almost 250 yards last week. Um, and the chiefs, which again, good defense profiles to be a shootout. I'm looking at that game as, you know, the, the, the revenge for the playoffs last year. So, you know, buy your bangles, buy your bills, buy your Eagles as my, my, my positives.
0: Do you have any concern for Joe Mixon? Um, I yes. mean, he's had his two best games of the season these last two weeks, RB7, RB11, getting San Francisco and Buffalo. Good matchups. Not coincidentally, right? has, or not good match-ups, well, I mean. not, not San Fran, but Buffalo was, funnily enough, he ran better against San Fran than Buffalo. But regardless, yeah. he found two touchdowns so. in those games. Yeah. But playoffs, he's got Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Casey, like you brought up. Um, Minnesota, over the first couple of weeks, was a really great matchup to exploit, but their defense has come on. Yeah. I mean, that's, Flores they are is stopping a good the coach. run. Yeah. They are blitzing and stopping the run. Uh, Pittsburgh, also easily exploitable, but then they now have their defensive lineman back. What is his name? Why am I forgetting who that was? Pittsburgh? Um, yeah, look up their D tackle for Highsmith. me. It's
1: not Highsmith, is it? No, no,
0: no. They have their edge rush. Yeah, Hayward. Hayward's yeah. back. That'll be much better. And then Casey has just been flooring the run game. Like, mm-hmm. you just don't run against Casey. Mm-hmm. So that's three weeks in the playoffs that, like, if yeah. Joe Mason doesn't get a touchdown, are you trying to are you trying to move?
1: That's actually a good caveat because my I really wanted to start this segment as general as I could with Bills, Bengals, and Eagles having uh good matchups, but that's a good caveat. I think Mixon might be the biggest asterisk out of all of the ones that we just talked about. Um yeah, and, and also too, with his age. You, you might be know able how... to
0: move Mixon for Swift right now. Like this is possible.
1: It, you'd have, Swift it might be Mixon the... might be Mixon plus, but I would. I would try I mean, it. Swift
0: hasn't outscored mix in the last two weeks i mean swift has been 13 and 8 fine he's on bye this week too so there is a chance you can make that move
1: if you have a winning team and this is one of the things i meant to make this caveat at the beginning i screwed this up my, my fault you got to make the playoffs in order to win in the playoffs so if you're, you do have
0: to make the playoffs so
1: if you're a desperate you know scrapping and clawing for wins team uh you might not have the luxury of handpicking your playoff roster so uh get there first uh and that sorry before i get to my next part zach why don't you tell me teams you're looking at players you're looking at uh like you said very casual approach at the at the playoff percolation
0: uh you brought up the eagles i think that's a great one devonta spith specifically would be who i'm targeting um with goddard out for four weeks his target share should go up games Goddard has been out he has averaged almost two more receptions per game you give him two more receptions on an offense he could do a lot with it he's already been good he kept, now has two touchdowns in back-to-back weeks i think right that was last week too um yeah. anyway anyway a 29 yarder against dallas this week he will continue to be great so good. Uh, he'll be he'll be pushing wide receiver one numbers as long as Goddard is out there's yeah. enough room for both of those wide receivers to eat um so i love that call Uh, Other players I'm looking at I'm kind of in like a sneakier realm I do think Deontay Johnson is less sneaky now that he's scored his touchdown (laughs) but He's got a really great stretch to end the year the next three are some of the worst against wide receivers I think he's gonna get enough targets that it's not gonna matter but then you got Arizona New England Colts Cincinnati Seattle who are all really easy matchups except for Cincinnati against wide receivers but we've seen wide receiver ones still be good against Cincinnati. I East upon Diggs last night, not last night, two nights ago, having mm-hmm. a good game. Yep. took a while. Took a while.
1: That last touchdown. But he was, got there. He got that there. That saved. I have so. I have that stack in so many leagues. That saved me in so yeah. many games.
0: Um, but Arizona, bottom of the barrel, and should be a little bit more of a shootout with Kyler back. New England, terrible against wide receivers. Colts, middle of the pack. It's just he's getting the targets. He should be a back-end one, high-end two for the rest of the season. And I think that can be super valuable. So I would look Deontay Johnson's way if you can. Um, it'll be tough after this last game, though.
1: I think you're spot-on, man. Um, and, I, yeah, he did have a great game. Um, maybe, I mean, this is, like, 5D chess, but, like, maybe you can take advantage of somebody who thinks they're selling high um, and, like, you know, Kind of be like, well, we know who Deontay is, though, right? Like, you know, we know what's around the corner, and maybe you can go uh, fleece them. Um, something I would think about. Um, so, good, good call on the Deontay and the Devante. Uh, Devante, those are both players that I'm very interested in. Um, is it? I, you know, I always wonder: is it Devonta or Devante for Smith on the Eagle? Is it?
0: It's I, I think always it's say Devonta.
1: I feel like I, yeah, I've, I've gone back. Is it, and forth on it
0: No, I think it's Devonta because there's no it's, e at the end.
1: There is no e at the end. But I feel like I've heard it pronounced both ways. I, I let's go with let's go with tu until proven otherwise. Um, hey man, I got a I got a team that is the absolute punching bag of the fantasy community right now, and it's rightfully so. And that's fucking Arthur Smith's Falcons. I hate them. Everybody hates them. I mean, that's you can't not uh, if you're a fantasy player. And and the amount of trolling that Arthur Smith does giving a a rushing touchdown to jonu um what a clown um remember how we talked about like good nfl coach bad fantasy coach i don't think so anymore Not anymore
0: yeah Yeah, i think that you can no longer go on the excuse well he's winning games he's not yeah he just lost to a quarterback that got there the week prior
1: yeah so uh i told you if there was a fantasy god he'd get fired um and i don't mean that obviously he's a human being we don't want people to lose their jobs but um he will not be getting fired probably anytime soon i
0: disagree with you i would love him to lose his job oh, he's a okay. son go. of a billionaire he's fine he's I, I don't curmudgeon. worry about him he's just such a it, when i say i don't want people to lose their jobs it's because i don't want them to lose their income and their financial stability yeah uh he's the son of a billionaire he's not losing anything on the human side of it.
1: yeah it's 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 you know try to try to you know try not to be toxic but you know god's working on all of us regardless the falcons especially for the running backs week 15 carolina cupcake week 16 indianapolis possibly a sweeter and more tastier cupcake week 17 the tastiest and sweetest cupcake of all chicago that is a league winning trio of games and god i wish it was simpler and i wish you could just say Bijan. but algier might be the play you know it's it's really ugly i mean you're looking at in his last three games you're looking at rb 17 rb 59 and rb 19 and i feel like you could acquire algier a lot easier i don't think he's going away he does have a stretch of mediocre to bad games in the middle of the season but that's two out of his last three as an rb2 or better so i don't know man
0: obviously i would like to go bijon there yeah um if safer, you can right? but feel safer based off in of, like name value you're probably not gonna get bichon he's seeing zero goal line opportunities just not happening Yeah. um and arthur smith has just proven that he doesn't change like we're always like maybe he'll realize it and go through the back he's n- he's not gonna change yeah uh, until he's gone and i do think that will come but i don't know if it will happen soon enough for it to be for fantasy viable but yeah Killer matchups through the back half of the year. If you can get one of them, I would go for Bijan, but I'm not giving up a a top five back to do it
1: because it's too risky. Yeah, you have to you have to take a a middling piece plus to get Bijan. You you need to uh, a team that's like hopefully the Bijan manager, which it wouldn't surprise me, but hopefully they're they're losing and maybe you can convince them to liquidate Bijan for two starters, and you can go out there and and you know maybe lose a couple more games. Like if you're like seven and, and one or seven and two or like eight and one and you're like locked in for the playoffs maybe go out there and mortgage your chance to win more regular season games because seating doesn't really matter in fantasy like let's be real if you make the dance that's all that really matters you just have to
0: unless get you have done. a buy unless you that's really true have the buy is then,
1: but I, you know, know i don't <laughs> i don't know about you but i feel like my guys come out real sluggish after the buy you know i feel like-
0: <laughs> i love nothing more than having a buy that's funny. because god it's just a whole week that you don't have to stress you're this is great yeah um 100%. i'm gonna move to the the tight end position there's a couple that i think uh sam laporta would be one that i'm really looking for but is gonna be near impossible to get off of someone's roster but let's say you can snag sam laporta uh i there are very few tight ends i'd rather have actually there's only one tight end i'd rather have rest of the season than Sam laporta there's travis kelsey anything else yeah. if you can move for sam laporta i would uh he plays chicago denver minnesota and dallas Oof. through the last four weeks who are Ooh. no lower than 18th against tight end. That's uh, so that's just a great stretch, um, but hard to get. So let's talk a little more bottom in the barrel here. I think David Njoku is going to be a great tight end to have through the back of the year. Yeah. You know, last week I brought up Deshaun Watson. Low, low dirty play. It was a little dirty this week, but still 20-plus fantasy points against a game that the defense, the other team didn't score any points. Um so, he has a great schedule coming up. I think it'll be better than what you want. And I think people are really, really, really low on Deshaun Watson right now. So, yeah. you can go get Deshaun Watson. And I think David Njoku's on a lot of waiver wires. He just had two weeks with touchdowns. So, maybe someone snagged him, grabbed him with buys and everything. Yeah. But then he plays Baltimore this week, Pittsburgh next week, who are the second best and the fourth best against tight ends. So, so it could be dropped. a little rough. could be a little rough. But then Which you got is fine Denver, if-
1: for the for for what we're talking about that's fine
0: this is just playoffs yeah after that he's got denver rams who are 31st and 30th and then jacksonville chicago houston jets all really low against tight ends should have a really good stretch of the year he sees a ton of involvement he's out there all the time seeing routes he's starting to see the targets you saw a lot with pj walker now you're seeing it with deshaun watson if Deshaun Watson moves forward, I do think David Njoku would be a really great option back of the year. And then a little bit lower on the barrel, um, just just slightly farther down, I do think Trey McBride is really worth taking a look at. Um, yeah. There are very few tight ends that are seeing first read targets, which are like a percentage of the time that you're the number one read for that play, which is tracked by Fantasy Points data, if you want to take a look at that. But he's seeing a near 30% first read target share in his last couple of games with Zach Gertz out. He's been great with them. Obviously, this last week, Clayton Toon was playing. They didn't score any points. He was not great. We're getting Kyler back this week. He might have a little rust, but Atlanta, pretty bad against tight ends. And then Houston Rams, batting against tight ends. Bad thing about Trey McBride, he has a week 14 bye, which is
1: mm. egregious.
0: I hate that. I hate for- week- the first week of playoffs, you have a bye. What are you doing? Um, no,
1: I think the first week of playoffs would be the 15th. Oh, 15th, yeah. yeah.
0: So week before.
1: Still not great we, if you're fighting to get in, but, I mean, hopefully you're already locked up, you know.
0: Right. Then week then. one against the playoffs is against San Francisco. They're a brutal matchup against tight ends. But if you make it past that, 16-17, you got Chicago and Philly, who are both bottom five and six against tight ends. Yeah. He could explode there. I think Kylo will get back into a swing. Um, he's the clear-cut number two option on that team right now and just seeing a ton of targets ton of targets so i think he is a great option moving forward
1: absolutely man and that's a good call you you're right that is pretty bottom of the barrel i will say i i found a couple tight ends to avoid in the fantasy playoffs and i it does not make me happy because look you and i i've talked to you ad nauseum about my dynasty tight end position because you know i have george kittle in a dynasty and I've always felt like I was the second luckiest guy in the league at the tight end position, but San Francisco's tight end stretch in the playoffs is nauseating. We're looking at uh, the Cardinals who are actually pretty good against tight ends Uh, Baltimore, who are absolute one of the best teams in the league against tight ends. And then if you survive those weeks, you do get a nice little cupcake uh, against the commanders. Um, And also Kittle just, I feel like Kittle, when it's a bad team, I feel like he owns those matchups. The problem for me is, Zach, I'm in a I'm in a league where I have Kincaid as well. Um, and I feel like, given that I already told you to go target Bills pass catchers for those playoff weeks, I feel like I might have to just do it. I feel like I might have to just roll out the the Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Dalton Kincaid triple stack, because how can I bench Kincaid when Kittle's matchups are orange and red, you know?
0: I don't mind playing Kittle for the next couple of weeks, but yeah. Debo well, is the next coming two. Back.
1: The next two yeah, is, sure. is, uh,
0: Jacksonville, Tampa Bay. And um, yeah. And, and Buffalo has tight ends Denver
1: and, uh, and yeah. the Jets who are not good against tight ends.
0: You you want to keep Kittle for the buy, but no, I agree. I think Kittle has been doing great. Debo will be back though. And we've seen when all three of these guys are healthy, that it's just so volatile for who's getting yeah. The points. Yeah. Um, So I'm with you. I I would be looking to trade away George Kittle, and I think you have a good opportunity to do that. I
1: think you're right. After the way he's playing.
0: Yeah, Yeah. If you can move, like we're talking about, if you can move George Kittle in a deal for Sam Laporta, I would do that in. A blink of an eye
1: and it's a and it's a dino too so wow i gotta i gotta get to work after this this that'd be tough this, yeah this playoff percolator you guys it's 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 this is for us like you know you guys get to listen and and you know reap the benefits but i am going to i'm taking so many notes right now i'm gonna go send a million offers after this um another end to avoid zach we're looking at triple red in the fantasy playoffs and three out of his next four matchups are green so This again, another selling opportunity, but stay the hell away from Dalton Schultz if you want to win in your playoffs. Dalton Schultz, we're looking at week 15, Titans red, week 16, Browns red, week 17, those same damn Titans red. Come on, man. You can't do it. You can't. And I'm, I am nervous for Stroud given that that's a, that those are, you know, two games against Vrabel and the Browns vaunted defense in the fantasy playoffs man is it is it fade text in the clock especially in redraft
0: i'm not as worried um i do think tennessee funnels to the pass a lot they're great against tight ends but wide receivers tend to have some good success against tennessee um so i think stroud can do it there uh tank and nico collins have both been heavily involved you saw noah brown this week i'm fine with trading fading schultz because i think he's been like two touchdowns this last week great Um, and then touchdown the week before, great. I I don't mind fading him. Those are terrible matchups for tight ends. But Texans as a whole, I'm still pretty confident that they'll be fine.
1: Trade Schultz after the Denver game because – Oh, no. Yeah, hold on to
0: him now. We might have a deadline, though.
1: Yeah, I I might move Schultz the second you have your deadline, the day before I move him because three out of the next four games are gold against tight ends. So –
0: well, let's wrap this up i'm going to give a couple defenses that have just really nice playoff schedules if you want to prep in the meantime um some that you can probably get now that have good stretches until then the saints obviously have been a really good defense they're going on by in week 11 if you can snag them after they have a really nice schedule first week they play the giants second week they play the rams and then tampa bay not as great um rams defense kind of same situation they're on by this week but yeah. then you got arizona cleveland baltimore may want to avoid that but then washington new orleans and giants in the playoffs that's a great great stretch and then my personal favorite going to be really hard to get at this point but the browns defense from week 12 on are just great matchups they have one they have the best defense in the nfl and then they got denver rams jacksonville chicago first week of the playoffs houston jets i'm not scared of any of those matchups i would love to run the Browns out for the rest of the year. To be honest,
1: Houston a little bit. I think I think Houston it might might be matchup proof, but
0: I think the Browns are matchup proof when you come to defense. <laughs> They're probably going to sack Stroud a couple a of lot times. Sack. Yeah, um, they should be able to limit them scoring. I'm not going to drop them necessarily for that week. If you want to take a sub for that week, if you want to get someone that's got like, let's say you could flip to like the Eagles for a week sure but they have brutal schedule coming up i'm not really avoiding the browns just because they're playing the texans
1: yeah man no i think that's i think that's a good call man there's there's the fantasy defense thing is so tough because the nfl is so weird like anything can happen and yeah, i wonky. also find personally that maybe the smartest thing to do when it comes to fantasy defenses in the playoffs is to stack defenses in the weeks leading up so that you have one for each week yeah one because for each week
0: it's the, the chances that you find
1: yeah a, pl- a team that you can play for all three weeks is very low well.
0: right like the like dolphins week one of the playoffs you're honestly leading up to it have some of the best matchups against defenses but then yeah. they played dallas and baltimore in the last two you're not doing that no go pick up the jets for the last two they play washington and then cleveland you know it's it's you're gonna have to pay attention if you can stack two defenses on your roster get rid of a bench stash you don't need maybe that running back backup uh yeah. i'm all for that yeah Well, man, appreciate you having here. Appreciate everybody for listening. Go tune in. Uh, We're here on Spotify. We're here on Apple. You can follow us now on YouTube, us on the Twitters. Thanks, everybody, for hopping in the coffee shop. Hell
1: yeah, guys. No, this was really fun, Zach. Uh, Great show. Looking forward to getting into some Thanksgiving talk with you next episode. Uh, Continuing to get into that NBA stuff. And, you know, uh, yeah, another day in the freaking coffee shop, man. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you all.